Hey everybody, how's it going? Obviously, I'm not Brian Dick, but you are in the cafe, so you're in the right spot. Come on in, sit down, come hang out with us. Brian is on vacation, just taking it easy, relaxing. He deserves it. So, um, my name is Chris. We're here at the cafe again, and the cafe, as you guys may or may not know, is slightly mobile. And this week on the cafe, we have made it to none other than Berryville, Virginia. And we're in a super cool place that has seen some talent, uh, that's seen some parties, maybe a few drinks here and there. Um, but it's also seen our next guest, Mr. Zach Townsend, and he joins me today. Zach, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. How you doing? Great, man. Um, you know, to say that it's been a you've been on our list for a long time uh, with the, the people that you hang out with, uh, th- they've all been on our show. I, I really don't think there's been many folks uh, who haven't been on our show, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was bound to happen, and, and we're finally here with you. So thanks for having us. Thanks for letting the cafe come to you. Oh, absolutely, man. Before we get started, I want to make sure everybody knows um, what's going on in the area this weekend. And so let's open up the menu. At the Tally Ho Theater on the 28th is Living Color, uh, if you've ever heard of Cult of Personality. Uh, on the 29th is Night Train, Guns N' Roses Tribute. And on the 30th is Dickie Betts presents Great Southern, and he is one of the founding members of the Allman Brothers. I did not hear about that one. That's going to be a good time. The one at the uh, at Tally Ho? Yeah, Dickie Betts. That's cool. Yeah, you know, um, the Tally Ho, we, we just had them on not long ago, and some of their, their talent that they have come in that place is yeah. remarkable. Yeah, I've seen some really good bands there. Are you, um, so we haven't talked about this yet, are you, are you a classic rock guy? A little bit. I'd say I kind of go past the uh, 80s, but, it, you know, 60s and 70s and then to the 90s. But, uh, yeah, that, that's about where my knowledge is in it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Hollywood Casino is Ellie King. Uh, she does, like, the X's and O's songs, I think. Yeah. You um, know, that's Rob Schneider's daughter. Is it? Yeah, man. Fun, you know, Fun fact. You said you didn't know anything about music history, and here fun you are. Fun fact. <laughs> Ellie's good, man. Yeah, she's um, really good. Bear Chase is the TBD band. They don't know what's going on yet. Uh, it was a little bit early when we uh, had to get this info together. So just go check out Bear Chase this weekend. Box Office Brewery on the 28th is Seven Ben's band. And on the 29th is Ryan Jewell. Uh, we know Ryan. He's staying busy. He's been on the menu a good bit. The Troubadour Lounge and Park in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia on the 29th is Stellar Ride and Joyride. Um, they have some fun bands up there. Have you ever been up there, Zach? I have yet to go. Yeah, I have yet to make it to a show there. It's very much a party place. And, of course, um, you know that they have their outdoor venue as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's super nice in the summertime, of course, when the sun's going down. Um, but if the if there's a band inside, party inside, it's, uh, it's yeah. just that. I've it's, seen pictures and videos. It looks like a good time. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, Piccadilly Public House downtown Winchester on the 28th is Robbie Lyman and on the 29th is Cleveland and Yeakley. Yeakley. I don't know how to pronounce that, but they sound cool. So go check them out at Picks this weekend. Uh, big concert tonight at the Monument. Um, we're recording this episode just a little bit early so Zach can get his butt to the Monument. Yes, sir. Um, Jake Cohn, Chris Hunt Jr. and Brendan Edwards are putting on a threesome. That's what's happening, right? <laughs> yeah. So you're yeah. also wearing a, a shirt. Obviously, this isn't a video podcast. Tell everybody what your shirt says. Uh, your mom loves Jake Cohn. 
And why does your shirt say your mom loves Jay Cohn? It's I haven't heard many truer words spoken. My mom does love Jay Cohn, so you know I I can't deny it. That kid's wild, man. He's been all over the place lately, hasn't he? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I just from stalking his Facebook, Kentucky to Ohio, right? Yeah, yeah. He's um, he's hard to keep up with right now. Everywhere yeah. in between. Um, so you know, we were also talking before this. The monument doesn't do too many um, shows that are really featuring local acts too much. Uh, and so for them to do uh, a concert solely for three local acts to Winchester yeah. is is kind of cool. Yeah. So I yeah. think they're going to learn that there might be a few folks come out tonight. I, I will say, like, all the local guy shows that I go to at the Monument, they definitely, like, that's the bigger shows it always seems like to me. That's what pulls the most crowd out there. So, um, yeah, it's great. Always to see like three dudes on the lineup for the monument. They're gonna they're gonna learn tonight, is what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, something like it. (laughs) Uh, On the 29th, I guess that's Saturday. They're gonna have a comedy night. Um, So you guys know that uh, the monument's all over the place with their um, their entertainment, um, whether it's music or comedy. Of course, they have open mics uh, and their DJs are pretty sick sometimes too. Yeah, Uh, I saw they're having a Barbie party. Uh, I think that might be this week. Rad. So if you're into dressing up in pink and looking like Barbie, got to check it out, I guess. Okay. All right. Bright Box Theater on the 27th is John R. Miller, uh, Matthew Metz, and Matt Klein. John R. Miller sounds familiar. Oh, John R. Miller's great, man. Yeah. He's uh, locally, I think he's like a uh, West Virginia dude, like Shepherdstown area. Thinks where okay. I think that's where he comes from, but yeah, he's gotten really big in the last few years. He's great. I yeah. definitely recommend checking that one out. I gotta check him out. We may or may not need a episode for next month too. Yeah, he might be getting a call. Uh, and then on the 28th and the 29th at the Bright Box Theater is the 2000s dance party. Uh, so that is what it is. It's all that music we grew up on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Backseat Bar and Grill. It has a very big concert. Um, on the 28th, it's Suzzled, I think is how you say it, and Nero's Fiddle. Uh, so that, I think, and I'll confirm before the end of the show, I think that is in the event center. Uh, so make sure you get there if you haven't yet. It's a great spot. Have you been to a show? Yeah, I saw uh, 49 Winchester there with Taylor Honeycutt a few that's months awesome. back. Low Water Bridge, man. Yeah. How did, it, how did it sound in there? Everybody sees that building and they're like, man, it's a big metal building. You got to know there's a huge echo. Is it bad or what? I wouldn't say it's bad. It's loud. It's super yeah. loud, but I mean, I'm a rock and metal dude, so loud doesn't really bother me too much. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, the Paladin in Steven City on the 26th. Uh, that is tonight, in fact. Is it? So, yeah, it is. Uh, Kellen Little's going to be there. Uh, on the 28th is Don May and Adam Tyner. And on, on the 29th is Chad C. and the Timber Ridge Band. Now, I've heard Chad's name. Um, and of course, Paladin always has good music. It's been a while since I've been able to make it out to Steven City, um, but you know they they pull in some pretty. Last time I was there, they got somebody from uh, Northern Virginia, so they even recruit yeah. from out that way. Yeah, uh, it's not just local guys. Yeah, P two in Clearbrook on the twenty eighth is Brian Baxter, and on the 29th is Robbie Lyman. And we're gonna wrap things up on uh, West Oaks Farm Market on the twenty eighth. That's Friday Night West Oaks, Mark Clay, and the Lonesome River Band. Uh, If you guys don't know the Lonesome River Band or haven't just happened to run into them around the area, they're a fantastic bluegrass band. Um, Just look them up. 
listen to them and you'll know that years and years of experience go into what these guys put on every time they get on stage uh, and they're a fantastic band uh, so make sure you get out to West Oaks on the 28th this Friday night and on Saturday we know somebody that's playing there don't we Zach I think so Zach Townsend <laughs> will be playing what time are you on buddy uh, the show goes one to four um, and I'm actually going to have my buddy Scotty Smith opening up for me for about 45 minutes. So he'll be on at one o'clock and he's great. Um, what does he, what does he do? Pretty similar to what I do. Maybe a little closer to the country and bluegrass side of it than me being more Americana, I'd say, but great songwriting and incredible voice on him. Definitely recommend checking him out. Good. Sure. And then on the 30th Sunday is Boo Snyder out at the market. Uh, one note to tag everybody, David Elliott from uh, last week. I uh, just wanted to let everybody know that he will be playing out in Bluemont at the Twin Oaks Cavern on the 29th, uh, and that's 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock, so make sure you get out to see David. Uh, we all know that David is um, extremely experienced in the music industry uh, and has been around for quite a while and is very good at what he does, so go check him out. And that is the menu. We're going to close it back up, and we're going to get it back out next week. Zach, we've come to you, buddy. Oh, man. I know, man. I know. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, we were talking a little bit before the podcast. You've been busy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Busiest summer in a while for me, for what, sure. What kind of stuff you have been going on? Um, just gigs like crazy, man. I, um, I got to open for uh, Taylor Honeycutt. I think I mentioned her a little while back. She was at the event center. I opened for her on Thursday in Maryland. That was a really good show. Um, really cool hank they're great people like just in general i love hanging out with those dudes but their stage show is just incredible like they're yeah. super tight yeah they're they're really good so taylor is obviously a female um but she, the band is a it's the band taylor honeycutt yeah so, yeah, so how, how many people they have is uh, it, what is they it got? full five six they got two guitar players a bass player a drummer and her so five yeah gotcha yeah, her uh, husband's a guitar player he's great man they all awesome. they all kill it yeah and i guess they travel up and down the oh, yeah. east coast all yeah, over the nation yeah i can't remember what show she was telling me is like oh this is our whatever number show and you know so many days i was like good lord like yeah, yeah. They, they run it man yeah so that was up in maryland is that something that's normal for you to travel up that direction or how'd you end up um, up there not so much until this year like i did a uh, cannon fire um yeah at the beginning of the month in july and that's you know i really don't venture out to maryland too much it's a lot of like west virginia and virginia for the most part for me right now yeah. but uh but yeah more and more i've been getting asked about some maryland gigs so that's pretty cool got i got three states now that i'm working there with. you go you're a tri-state musician <laughs> i'm a tri-state musician yeah, that should man. be on your business yeah. card right yeah <laughs> well so let's talk about the cannon fire music festival for a little bit you were uh an act one of the many acts that they had out there yeah. over was it just one day or was it two uh so there was a vip night the day okay. before um and that was really cool just a big songwriters round we were all you know all the main dudes were on stage that night just passing songs back and forth little background behind all of them um and yeah, and then the main day we had our headliner, Low Water Bridge Band, closing the night out. So that it was a good show. It was a really good time. And uh, we got the fall cannon fire coming up, and sep that is September 9th is the main day. But VIP night is September 8th, and I think there's still some tickets for VIP night. So cool. yeah, that's going to be a good time. 
What kind of turnout? Was it a good turnout for the festival? It was a good turnout. Yeah, it was Kenny, Kenny Brown wants to, you know, he wants to keep it kind of small and confined because everybody's listening at that point. Like he's, he's trying to give these artists a platform and I kind of respect it a lot in that regard for sure. Who was uh, obviously other than yourself and low water, who was one of the highlights for you? Jay Cone was there. So, you know, your mom loves Jay Cone. I love Jay Cone. (laughs) So that's obviously a highlight for me. Uh, Brennan Edwards, man, he's great. And uh, Chris Hunt Jr. All all of us have been playing shows together like all summer long so far. So it's been really cool, man. I love watching those dudes every chance I get. Yeah. Now, somebody that doesn't know you um, might know they, they hear your name when they hear their names. The folks that we just mentioned. Right. Is this something where you guys have been friends for like... 20 years and just never told anybody or has it just been in the last like what three years uh so me and dylan wolfel we go back pretty far that's my dude um we've known each other since like middle school or high school and worked jobs together and everything uh but yeah all these other younger dudes man they're you know i've just met them within the last year i think so it's pretty cool we're all super tight-knit just from that little you know thing we are all friends, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, only me and Dylan are the only one I really go back with, like for sure. Yeah. So, you know, you do share this friendship with them, but you also share um, not only the fact that you're interested in the same type of music, but that you write that s- style of music as well. Um, I think that's special, and that might be why you guys find yourself together so much. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned earlier that you're the Americana type. You labeled it, I didn't. So yeah, that's what most people if, go for. <laughs> and, and the reason I say that is because you can't go around Low Water Bridge saying you guys are Americana. Yeah, we're yeah. Americana. Yeah, we're gonna find that out next week. Low Water is actually gonna be back. Oh on. man, oh man. Um, I hope no one's listening. <laughs> oh, they, they, they for certainly are. Um, <laughs> Logan, I'm talking about you, buddy. Oh God. Anyway. <laughs> So let's talk about Americana a little bit. And we've talked about it several times on our podcast before. Um, It's obviously a music style that had been around for a very, very long time. The amount of folks that had been listening to it may not have been the largest population. It's picking up now. And it's picking up in our area. And I think it's because of folks like you and Jake and Chris and Dylan and and Brennan that are all writing these songs what was it for you that got you into the Americana music? Uh, so I think like almost 15 years ago, I went on a little road trip with my uncle and he had just recently gotten a CD from The Devil Makes Three. And at that point, like nobody knew who these dudes were at all, but he was hip to it somehow. And that was like my first taste of like acoustic, somewhat country sounding music that I remember being like, oh, I can like this. Like I never liked, you know, growing up and hearing the 80s and 90s country so much. I appreciate it now. Like I've gone down the rabbit hole since then. But I will say it was like Devil Makes Three and their their main songwriter, Pete Bernhard, were definitely what sent me down the rabbit hole and was like, oh, this stuff is good. Like... Yeah. Made me appreciate lyrics a lot more, I think, in that regard, too. It's like it's not always about the riff because I'm a big, you know, rock guy. And I'm like, right. it's, it's got to right. be a good riff. And I'm like, no, nah, sometimes you just you got to tell a story. Yeah. And that's what I like about Americana. It tells a good story, usually. 
What I found that out, um, just not to go off topic at all, but I found that out with many genres of music, that if you do go down that rabbit hole and you give yourself the time and the opportunity and you open your mind enough to it, I think there's very few genres of music that I'd absolutely reject after yeah. I went down that said rabbit hole. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, but it is interesting that um, you, know, you said it like that because I think I did the same thing for myself. You know, I, was, I grew up not even listening to country music, High school, the country music came, and then after you know college, I started listening to going down the rabbit hole of Americana. So mm -hmm. uh, I I appreciate it very very much, and I, I do like the storytelling aspect of it. Of course, everybody tags country music with storytelling, yeah, uh, to an extent. If you're talking about anything after 2000, maybe not, well, maybe, maybe not, maybe so not. <laughs> but uh, that's it. Could be my own personal opinion. Um. Okay, so, but you're a rock guy. You started maybe with rock. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah. how, how, did you, how did you get from where you started music? Where did you start music? How did you get into rock? Did you play rock? And then how did you get to where you are now? Um, so growing up, like, everybody in, around me is just hugely influential on music whether they played it or not but in my family like my dad played guitar growing up and he was always a big rock and metal dude and so that was like the first thing I wanted to play I wanted Metallica he was, and, a, he was a riffer you know yeah I, I wanted yeah. Metallica and Black Sabbath and you know Zeppelin stuff like that that was what I wanted to learn and uh come like high school I started you know trying to do my own bands and write my own songs for the first time and uh I think my one of my buddies, uh, Troy Crossley, he's an Asheville guy right now, but um, he was like, hey, play drums for me tonight. I, you ever played a drum set before? And I'm like, I had like once or twice. I tried <laughs> maybe. And he's like, well, we need a drummer tonight. So somehow pulled off the gig well enough that he's like, oh, well, play drums for us. And for the next like at least 10 years, all I did in bands was drums for the most part. And, no way. And it just got heavier and heavier. Like, it was like an indie rock band that it started with and just went to, you know, rock and metal. And like, how just, long a stint did you say that was? Probably at least like eight to 10 years. I was wow. like primarily just playing drums. Like, I, I was still picking up the guitar and writing songs when I could, but most of the bands I was in, I was drumming for. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So it was just somebody asking you if you could do it, and yeah. you just taught yourself, right? Yeah, and then like a week later, I had to go buy a drum set, and that was, you know. And you were probably playing a gig the week after that. Yeah, it, that's wild, man. Yeah, it was. It was weird. I didn't think I. I didn't think it would turn out well at all, but uh, ended up being did, what I did for a did while. Did you consider yourself a musician before the drums? Uh, yeah, like I said, I yeah. my first like band or two I'd started, I was playing guitar and singing gotcha. and like kind of still more rock kind of oriented stuff. But uh, yeah, just some of the dudes I knew from playing our bands would play together. Like, hey, we need a drummer tonight. Can right. you play drums? And then before we knew it, we're all in like three bands. Like, oh, I gotta play uh -oh. guitar yeah. tonight, drums tonight. Like, yeah. So was that weird? Like, I, I feel like as a as a musician, um, accorded, of course, I, I started in band. Uh, with wind instruments, and then I switched to guitar. For me, it was extremely weird playing guitar in front of people because I wasn't used to it. I hadn't done it for years. Is right. that kind of how you felt with drums, or, or were you immediately I, comfortable? I kind of had no choice. Like yeah. I had only like ever like learned a beat or two, and then it was like, "Hey, we're playing a show tonight." So it was like I kind of got thrown into the fire in that aspect, and I've never like I'm not a very you know super outgoing person or anything, but I've just always 
once I'm on a stage, I'm comfortable. Like I'd rather have a hundred eyes on me than like 10. Right. Like it, you know, it's, it's a weird thing, but I've just always felt comfortable up there. I just kind of blank it all out, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah. Now, where were you playing um, during this this step oh, in your life? Was well, it here or was it traveling or what? No, this was here. This was when I was in like high school, man. I was like oh, I probably gotcha. 15 years old when all that started. And then into, you know, like my 20s to mid 20s, I was still kind of doing it, but always just around here for the most part. Like none of those bands really ever had too many shows or did a ton of work, but a lot of fun. But yeah. great bands just there wasn't the market for what we were doing. I feel like at that point in time. Right. So. Now, do you still play music with them? Do you ever still hang out? Or uh, is it some not? of those dudes, a lot of us, we've all like kind of moved away at this point. Like my buddy, Troy, who was, who I've always played with since like high school, he lives in Asheville now. And I've gone down there to hang out with him a couple times. We hang out, you know, when he comes up to visit and stuff. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I'm just like, that's kind of another reason I just decided, well, kind of have no choice but to go solo now and what came naturally to me when I went solo was just what you hear now I guess just that Americana roots sound I guess you would call it yeah yeah now did you start um I know you have uh, a lot of originals did you start with a bunch of originals or did you start with all covers um I mean I've always kind of written a little bit and always done covers as well um but Pretty much everything I've been playing the last year was written this year, I would say. All the originals that I've done out live were all done in the last year, I'd say. Yeah? Yeah. So, at, at a show, do you, you play two or three hour sets? Yeah, typically. So, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. A- out of, like, percentage-wise, what would you say that you play original songs? I try to keep it about 50-50 about that you know maybe a little less some nights like depending on where i'm at i'm like this crowd wants to hear covers tonight you know that's where you're at but yeah i try to keep it a pretty good half and half mix did you find that took a lot of time to build that library um yes and no like it felt like forever to me but like uh i mentioned him before my buddy dylan wolfel he's always like dude you've written all this stuff in the last year like that's crazy to me and i'm like "I, i guess like it just I don't know. It seems like every time I write one, I write two. Like there it's, I don't do that intentionally, but there's always a second one, like right after I write a new song. So that's kind of nice. Do you ever find like you get an idea for the next one from the one you're writing? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And have you used that to try to put any sort of album or EP together? A little bit, I'd say I'm trying to work on a little, just kind of stripped down album right now. And it's a good bit of what I've written in the last probably like six months or so and uh they're they definitely all kind of coincide i'd say depending on how they're laid out on the album i think that plays a part too it can kind of tell a story has a bridge goes to the end of it just like a song would but i like that on an album as well i'm a big like progressive metal dude so i love con you know concept albums and stuff like that yeah Yeah. that is that's very fascinating that I mean, do do you find that many others in the Americana genre started it with the heavy stuff like you did or no? Well, like I mentioned, uh, Devil Makes Three, who got me into them, uh, Pete Bernhard and them, they got their start opening for punk bands all the time. Really? Because that's who would book them. They're like, we don't care if you play music, show up. Yeah, play here. Like, that's where they could get booked was at punk shows. And, like, 
still to this day, like I'll go to their shows and there's dudes in leather jackets with studs walking around everywhere. Like they still have that fan base, even though it's not that sound technically. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show you that you can't, obviously you can't profile people, but, um, that, you know, you can't, you also can't hold people in one genre of music. Right. You know, I, I feel like that's super hard. Um, oh, I couldn't do it at all. I, mean, I, I listen to literally everything. Like, there's no genre untouched for me. But I could see where you're more comfortable and you want to be more comfortable with one writing right. wise. Right. Um, now, it, it would also be really cool for you as um, as as the artist that writes uh, the songs that you do to pull out a cover from something wild and play it acoustic. Yeah. Um, I play a, I do a Silk Sonic cover right now. That's one I've been doing. That's like Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Yeah, I've been throwing that one out lately. Yeah. So and, that's and pretty cool. And of course, cool. people love it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, so. it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess we're here. We're talking about songwriting. Um, let's talk a little bit about yours. You said about half your songs are in your shows are originals. Typically, yep. Um, where did it start with that? Was it one song and you were like, eh, maybe? Or did you, you know, just write for a long time before you ever put it to, to music? Um, I mean, like I said, I've definitely been writing songs for a long time. And I've got tons of songs that I've written in the last few years. But being more in the rock and metal genre, I'm like, I'm not going to translate that over into what I'm doing now. Those They had their time. That's where it is. So, like, about a year ago, I wrote one song that was like okay that's what i need to do is something along that line um yeah i don't know it it's it's hard to explain how they i'm not i'm not going for any genre in specific i guess either like i'm not like this has to sound like a country song or an americana song it's just i pick up a guitar and i kind of just go at it like i think i've been playing the style i've been playing so long now that it does just come out as roots and americana sounding but i'm never really like specifically going for that i guess that's good right and i think that as a songwriter and i'm not a songwriter just because i've written a song or two I'm not a songwriter. I feel like somebody needs to actually put in the legwork for years to to be able to call themselves that. Um, but that it's good that you don't keep yourself in a box. Yeah. That you need to have a certain sound. Yeah. Um, and I'm just trying to think of like some Nashville famous people um, that you know got outside of that original box where they were. Uh, sometimes it made them a lot more money. Sometimes it didn't. But mm-hmm. they went with it because it was. It was their style. The one that I'm thinking about right now is Eric Church. Uh, and, of course, a lot of people like Eric's earlier stuff. Um, and I personally don't like the later stuff, but he definitely made a switch. Right. Um, and trust me, I'm not comparing you to Taylor Swift, but Taylor Swift did the same thing, right? right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she started with country music, itsy-ditsy yeah. little country songs. And now she's she made a switch, and she's one of the richest musicians in the entire world. Yeah, exactly. It's incredible the amount of people that come out to those things. Right. And the money they spend. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's and the money they spend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you have your guitar. I came out to your music space. Um, we're going to want to hear some of your music. Cool. Um, one or two or three or seven. I'm here for whatever you want, man. Right on, dude. Uh, where do you want to start with? Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm sure a few people would be upset if i didn't play story poll so just we'll get that one out of the way now all right we'll play it and we'll talk about it cool there's zach townsend everybody
Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. up your day your fingers and eyes are such a hard price to pay to keep your home warm hell to keep a home at all and a truck on the road that runs less than it stalls Cut man for several years, growing tone deaf from the dust in my ears. But I'm lucky I've yet to shake hands with the saw, cause my only way out is to keep writing songs. Proud to know, but I 
I'll be damned if I die building another man's home. Yeah, man. I can see why it's a fan favorite. Yeah, it's all right. I'm a big fan of that. Is that your first one? Oh, no, definitely not my first one. Yeah. That one I wrote a few months back, actually, probably like maybe like four or five months ago, something like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, So I had to look it up to make sure that um, I knew what I was talking about while you were singing, and then you made reference to, to dying, building another man's home. I was like, okay, so it is a story pole. Yeah. Like a story pole that you used to build. Yeah. yeah. So, so tell, tell people, because I can't, because I'm not educated enough. Tell people what a story pole is. Oh, man, I don't know if I am either. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, you know, uh, masons use them a lot. It's used in construction a lot. It's just uh, basically something that you're marking measurements on so that you can repeat you know, those measurements right. time and time again. And I guess I saw that as kind of a metaphor for growing up in a family of construction workers and now being one myself, you know, it's yeah. kind of like a... That's yeah. super wild, man. Because yeah. you know that I can't imagine anybody else has written a song about a story pole. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Maybe not. Maybe you know not. what I mean? I, yeah. I really feel like nobody has ever written yeah. a song about it. That's I actually had the idea for it almost like probably almost a year or two before I even officially wrote that song. Like the idea came to me one day and I was like, I could, I could make something out of that. Like, but never had any, you know, actual words or, you know, thoughts to it yet. And one day I just sat down and had a day off from work and yeah, that that's what came out that yeah. morning. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, so you write, that song was written by yourself. You, you wrote it solely by yourself do you sit down in a quiet space you come out here in the the shop and write or usually there like you know wherever i'm at the living room or sometimes you know there's a guitar in every room in my house usually so living room bedroom wherever it's not a bad policy to have wherever i'm at that's where it happens yeah Yeah. (laughs) so um what else you got uh let's see here do a little tune up um this one is a newer one i think Maybe not the newest one. I don't know if the newest one is ready yet. <laughs> You're gonna leave me hanging, aren't you? I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I might get there. Uh, yeah, this is one I wrote. It's called Shenandoah Deep.
Have you ever been where the mudcat waits? Seven side of the Shenandoah deep. Hellish choir of croaks and screams And them starving beasts will lead Damn near anything And now I'm dragging line On the rocks of a river so deep Scrambling for a knife to cut this anchor free. Cause we're drowning in the daughter of the stars, dirty water, and it ain't safe to drink. No, it ain't safe to drink. Leave my body in the Shenandoah deep Leave my body in the Shenandoah deep Feeling fine like a heavy stone floats don't need a friend like a drowning man Don't need a boat Playing music halls and beer joints Spend more than I make But money don't mean nothing When you don't plan to stay of a river so deep Scrambling for a knife to cut this anchor free Cause we're drowning in the daughter of the stars dirty water and it ain't safe to drink Weeps 
That's a solid tune, man. Thanks, dude. That's my fan favorite. That's your I'm, favorite. That, yeah, cool. I'll be your number one fan for that song. Cool, man. Right on. They, there's so many people around here that um, are attached to the Shenandoah River. Yeah. Um, obviously, here we're pretty close to it. You're we're, pretty close to yeah, it. Yeah, we're like five minutes away. Something yeah, like that. yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, Low Water's written many songs about it. Uh, and like I said, there's just there's an attachment to that uh, to that river. Yeah. For folks around here. Yeah. Um, I did get a little kick out of you can't drink the water. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but, I, fe- I felt like you know you had, you know, just say if you've never been here, don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> what, whatever you decide to do. Yeah. Uh, but man, it's it's a real life song. It's yeah. cool, and there's some uh, there's some very descriptive verses in that that um, paint a perfect picture. Yeah, and that's, right. that's what to you want to do. A little imagery in that one, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's what you want to do as a songwriter. I feel like, especially singing solo. You want to yeah. you want to let people's imagination fill the rest of it, right? If that if that makes sense, at yeah. least I, at least I think so. Um, yeah, I don't want people to think too hard about what I'm talking about. Like, what you know, how's that working for you? Like, just you yeah, know, you, uh, yeah, just form your own opinion on it. Like, you know, but uh, yeah, that's I'm a big fan. So uh, <laughs> you're gonna do a, a, a recording of that and release that one soon, right? I'm hoping. Yeah. Hell yeah. Ho- yeah, for sure. That'll definitely. It's on the list for sure. So your voice is very distinct. Uh, for folks who haven't heard you before, do you, get, do you have any specific voice inspirations from folks out there, or is it maybe somebody that we wouldn't expect? Um, I mean, I do and I don't. Like I've kind of learned. It's just like this is just how I push it out. You know, when I want to hit a note. It yeah. gets raspy like that. Like, I don't try to add the rasp. That's just right. how that note comes out. But um, I definitely get compared a lot to, like, Lane Staley, Allison Chains. I've gotten that, yeah. like, my whole life. And that they are, like, one of my bigger influences. So maybe subconsciously that's kind of coming out there. But, yeah, uh, yeah that uh, Tyler Childers a lot. I definitely, you know, I love the way that he sings and just belts things out the way that he does, you know. But right. still maintains a level of control in it, you know, controlled chaos, I guess you could say. Yeah. That's what a lot of people. Um, and I think one of the biggest ones is like Chris Stapleton. People listen to Chris Stapleton. And he's like, Oh my gosh, this guy's like going nuts. But yeah. the thing about it is, is that he's just insanely controlled about whatever yeah. he does. Um, I always tell people I'm just screaming up there. They're like, you have yeah. a great voice. Man. I'm just screaming yeah. like, with a little <laughs> bit of control to it. Really? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Controlled chaos is a, is a very, um, is a, is a very good explanation of, of some of the the rasp that people hear when you when you sing. Yeah. Um, do you have any songwriter inspirations? Anybody in Nashville? Anybody? Um, one of my bigger ones uh, lately has been Danny O'Keefe. Um, not a lot of people know that dude. He's like a '60s and '70s songwriter, I think. But he wrote "Good Time Charlie's Got the Blues," and that's like the one song that if you have heard of him, you've maybe heard that one. Uh, Charlie Crockett's covered it. A oh, lot yeah. of people have covered it. Yeah. But um, here lately, like a lot of his stuff, I've been listening to, and I just find like similarities in what I was already doing, kinda, and like it, like I found like a kindred spirit almost in his songwriting. It was pretty cool. Like he's kind of got like a way of taking a serious topic, but adding a little bit of sarcasm to it and making you laugh it off kind of. And I, I appreciate that a lot for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of those are hidden gems in, in songs. Yeah. Just like, you know, well, I know the inside jokes about the, the 
Shenandoah River. Yeah. That was a hidden gem for right. me. Right. So yeah, like, ex- exactly. Uh, yeah, I get, I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah, exactly. Well, you got one more for us, or you calling it quits? Um, I think I can do one more for y'all. All right. Um, yeah. Let's see here. What do I got? I'll play one that uh, you can actually find on a streaming service. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. This must be mine. This is mine, yeah. This is the first single I ever released solo. So, uh, yeah. Check that out, y'all, if you feel so inclined. It's dark in this mine My lungs can't hold No long enough To sing me back home I know that it kills you Chipping away to find me a jam. Move as delicately as I can with these hard working hands. I don't care if it kills me. That song's called Mine by Zach Townsend. Good job, man. 
Thanks, man. Thanks for uh, entertaining us for a while. Yeah. Um, you folks who haven't heard Zach, you're welcome. Uh, we gave it to you for free right here. You need to go support this dude for sure. Um, and you have an arsenal of songs behind you. Yeah, trying. And you're uh, <laughs> you're you're thinking about getting them on um, record here soon, right? Yeah, hopefully. Okay. That's, that's the goal. How's that process coming? Is it is it something that's kind of just you know in the background, or is it something that you're really trying for pushing hard? As of like this summer. Like, I know what I want to do, but finding the time to do it is hard. I'm pretty booked up this summer. I and, hear And uh, fall's kind of starting to book up, too, but I'm trying to make sure I leave a little bit of time to have some studio time and even, you know, just be able to write more right now. It's like I'm playing so much right now, I barely have time to even write anything new. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I hear you there. I mean, some of the um, folks that make big bucks doing this writing songs and singing them everywhere take a considerable amount of time off to actually just yeah. write songs and they they block that out specifically and you know when making music isn't your living uh that's kind of hard to do right uh, and especially even if it is your living it's super hard to do because then you want to be playing shows and making money and yeah. not taking that extra time to to sit back and be creative for a while and, right and make new stuff so i know that's a tough thing for you um you know, it sounds like you've been uh, crushing it, though. In the last year, you've written a bunch, uh, and it's just been a recent uh, thing for you. You know, we found out the same uh, with Chris Hunt and, of course, Jake and, and Brennan. You guys are writing all these songs right now. Um, do you feel like it's losing steam at all for you, or are you keeping up with it? No, not at, like, no. all all those dudes you just mentioned keep me on my toes. So <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, you know, going harder than I have been in the last year in general right now, I think. And, yeah, and they're every time I see one of them, they've got a new song for me right. to hear, too. So that's always kind of yeah. my goal. I'm, like, we all got to have new songs every time we see each other. Like, then we know we're... We're doing work. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just behind as, the scenes. Yeah, just as iron sharpens iron, I guess a songwriter yeah. sharpens another one for sure. For so sure. Um, it's it's a good thing you guys have going on there. Uh, speaking about going on, uh, what do you have going on here in the coming weeks? Where are you playing? Where can people find you at? Uh, the coming weeks. Well, I'll be at West Oaks this Saturday uh, with uh, Scotty Smith, and that's that's going to be a good show. Y'all want to definitely catch him. He's he's great, but I'll be there too. So there's that. <laughs> and he's great, too. Y'all just yeah, heard that. Yeah, I try. Um, uh, the week after that, I'm actually playing the Frederick County Fair on August 3rd, Thursday. Um, Friday, the day after that, August 4th, I'll be at Monk's Barbecue in Percival. So that, that'll be a pretty fun time. Um, yeah, after that, man, like I've got a bunch. I'm playing at... 1836 i think the 18th of august and there's there's a bunch more shows i haven't announced yet but uh there's a lot so if you follow my facebook page you'll see more of those probably that's that's probably a better indicator it it remembers better than i do usually. yeah so, absolutely yeah. a calendar always remembers better than i do that's for <laughs> yeah, sure yeah there's a there's a bunch of good ones coming up though for sure now do you have a, a special music page or is it your own, own personal page uh no i do have uh if you look up zach townsend music okay it's, uh yeah it's a separate facebook page for all that and you do have a spotify I do account. Yeah. Uh, you have mine on there. Hopefully, yeah. you're going to be getting some more on there. Yeah, that's the goal. Uh, you know, yeah. we've we've talked about how these guys just make millions of dollars off of streams, right? Yeah. So you're already raking in big bucks off of that stuff. Oh yeah, if you listen to it like 
ten thousand times I can like <laughs> get a buy, dollar. <laughs> I can like buy a sandwich maybe. Like yeah, it's great. And he's he's not exaggerating, y'all. It's it, it is a wild um business of streaming. Yeah. Uh but that just it it just goes to show that these these people who make music for you put it out there uh on these streaming platforms, not so much for themselves. Um, or their own benefit, uh, you know, financially off of those streams. It's just so that you can hear their music and want to come see them live. Yeah, it's it's definitely as much as you're not making money off of it. It's a great marketing tool. Like yeah. it, it's the first thing people look up. They're like, "Who's this guy?" They're gonna look you up on Spotify. You know, and gives you a little more credibility. Almost, <laughs> I right. feel like I'm like, yeah. Oh, they think I'm somebody if I'm on here. <laughs> yeah. No, I just paid the ten dollars. Well, you have the blue, yeah, the blue check mark too. Yeah. That's fancy. The, the verified. Yeah, yeah it's right. fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you won't see that on Musicians Cafe podcast, but we are, we are verified real people. I can verify that right oh, now. Yeah, yeah. I see you, dude. Good. You're right here. Well, I needed to give a couple shout outs. Um, you just said something about the Frederick County Fair. Yeah. Frederick County Fair is coming up. Um, make sure that if you guys uh, haven't been or haven't been in a long time, go check that out. It's under some uh, new management, not technically, um, but there are some new people. Uh, that, that have uh, become in charge of that. And so hopefully things are, are looking up for it. And we know it's going to be a successful event this year. Get out and support the uh, local um, FFA kids uh, doing their, their livestock shows. Uh, and it's going to be a great event, obviously. Uh, I think there's a rodeo. There's some yeah. uh, the demo, Demolition Derby. I that, think I'm playing the night of the Demolition Derby, actually. Are you so really? I'm hoping I get to catch some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should. I think that... Are you going to be done before the Derby, right? I think it's like starting halfway through when I'm playing, actually. Well, then you're going to get all the yeah. people that are late coming through. They're going right. to hear you, and then they're not going to end up at the Derby. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. And then the other shout-out I need to give is um, the Battlefields and Bourbon podcast. Uh, that is a brand new podcast um, through a couple of our friends that have just put that out here uh, in Winchester, Virginia. Uh, it is exactly as it sounds. They, they talk about battles of uh, the Civil War. Uh, each podcast is a different battle uh, and the history that goes along with that, as well as a select bourbon choice. And they talk about the bourbon, where it came from, mash oh, cool. bills, stuff like that. Heck yeah. Uh, so go check that out. That's on Spotify, anywhere you can find it. Again, that's Battlefields and Bourbon. Zach, before we leave, did I forget anything, buddy? You, you have any last thoughts? I don't think so, man. I think you about covered it. Um, yeah. We're Good. about to have a great show tonight at the Monument. I'm pumped for that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Check me out on Facebook and come see a show, y'all. If you guys are hearing this podcast, you're, you're not too late. You're just going to get there about halfway through the show. So um, get to the Monument if you can uh, tonight. And if you're listening to it after Wednesday night, I'm sorry. I'm sure there's going to be some sweet videos around Facebook, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Good. All right, Zach. Well, um, we hope that we hear so much more from you. Uh, I know we will. Uh, you'll be on our menu as much as we can get you on there. Send us your updated info. We'll, we'll yeah. track your page as well. Cool. Um, remember to go follow him on Facebook uh, and Spotify. Uh, do that for us as well on the Musicians Cafe podcast. Of course, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. We're on all the major streaming platforms. Uh, and we, we publish an episode weekly. And it's free of charge. And it will never be... Um, charge for you to to listen to our podcast uh i i promise you that um hit us up at musicians cafe one at gmail.com or our facebook page musicians cafe uh we hope to hear from you any feedback positive negative um if you want to say uh, i i look funny or sound funny i'll i will gladly welcome that as well <laughs> so y'all have a good night zach thanks again man yeah man and Thank you. uh we'll uh catch you guys next time peace